Good morning. It is seven minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Telephone number here, 874-9390. The toll-free 800-529-5572. The Tyree Nichols story is hot in the news. It ain't going away anytime soon. And there are protests, mostly, thank God. Uh, they're they're nonviolent. But protests, nonetheless, that confuse me because I don't know exactly why they're protesting. Tyree Nichols, uh, the videos are all over the place, and they're horrible. What those police officers did is inexcusable. They, in a panic or a rage or both, were commanding him to do things he couldn't possibly have done because they were contradictory and terrifying. But there is something missing in this story. Most of us have at one time or another been stopped by law enforcement. I have. Uh, I know Brian has. I know my wife has. We've all been stopped by law enforcement at one time or another. And it didn't turn out like this. Now, what I'm going to say is not an excuse for what those cops did. They deserve to be going to court. They should be tried. Uh, their guilt or uh, should be established if it is, in fact, um, an accurate uh, conclusion. But here's the thing. I see this video of a police officer speeding up to the incident that was already happening. And I see them dragging uh, Mr. Nichols out of the car. And from there, it's just downhill. What don't I see? I don't see the initial encounter. Now, I am not an expert on cameras uh, and the police officers, but I thought that when they were having an encounter, those cameras had to be turned on. So somebody should have had a video of the police pulling this guy over, stepping up to his driver's side door, asking him to wind down the window and to... Um, have a conversation about his driving. Because it was allegedly reckless driving. I, I'm not sure if they've changed that, but that's the last thing I heard. That encounter, I don't see. That's the question. And we we did this briefly last week. We talked about this. We even played this uh, the video of uh, um, a comic uh, saying what not to do uh, when you get uh, when you encounter the police. Did he flip them off? Did he say, no, he won't open the door, won't open the window? Did he call them names? Did he threaten them in any way? What was the initial encounter like? Because something escalated. The police don't normally pull somebody over just so they can beat the snot out of them. Hey, there's a, a car. Let's pull him over and beat him up. I've never heard of that happening. Not once. Maybe it happens, but I've never heard of it happening. Let's let's pull that person over, beat him to death. I, I don't know of that ever happening. So what happened in that initial encounter? Why aren't we seeing that? Might that explain what sent the police police off on on their rampage? Again, I'm not excusing the rampage. It was wrong. But 
my message is and always has been that if when you are stopped by the police, you do as you're told, because they're on edge. They're on edge. They don't know you. They have no clue who you are. You could be a mass murderer. You could have a, a, a thermonuclear device in your trunk. You could be a nice old school teacher. Uh, they have no clue. When you're stopped, you know who they are. And if you're a bad guy, your reaction to them could be violent. So they're on edge right from the get-go. If they're not on it, when a police officer pulls you over, gets out of the car, and, and addresses you for some driving infraction or whatever, if they're not on edge, they should be. Because they don't know who you are, and they don't know what you're capable of. But you know who they are, and you know they have rules to play by. So what did he say to set them off? Again, not an excuse. Don't call me up and say, well, you're blaming the victim. I'm not blaming the victim. But I am saying that at the onset, something must have happened, and they're not showing it. And I want to know why. Brian, have you seen any video? Have you been able to find any video no, no, of them pulling him over? And it kind of makes me wonder why haven't they released that, or at least, you know... Let us know what the uh, the reason for the stop was to begin with. I thought it was reckless driving. That could be, but, I mean, that's been the extent of the explanation. There's been nothing else. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing it. I don't know. And we'll carry this one step further because they are protesting all over the country, and I don't understand what the protests are for. If somebody has committed, I believe, a crime and it's not being investigated, I might organize a protest. If there is clear evidence that somebody has uh, probably committed a crime and they're not being arrested or prosecuted, I might protest. But what is the point of protesting now? What is the point of protesting now? When they've been arrested, they've been charged, and they're going to court and tried for murder. And I got to tell you, and this is a good reason for law enforcement to not cross that line, to not let this happen to themselves. Because when they end up in prison and the word gets out that they were police officers... And I imagine that's a real tough sentence to serve out. Just say it. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Tony, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Yeah, I'm like you. I wonder what triggered that response from those officers. He must have done something to trigger that because uh, that, that should not have happened. It, sh it shouldn't have happened no matter what. I mean, yeah. maybe he, anyway, did he did something. something. Maybe he did something, Tony, that that uh, dictated that they should pull him out of the car. But after that, it goes to hell in a handbasket. Those cops are way out of yeah. line after that. Right, and as far as the protesters, they're just looking for something to rape and pillage. Mercifully, they have not done a lot of that. Most of the protests have been peaceful. But Thank what? Thankfully, huh? 
Okay, so I said thankfully. Okay, hey, yeah. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. Thank you, Tony. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. Uh, my conspiracy theory. Mr. Nichols died on January 7th with very little national notice. Biden's classified document scandal continues uh, to hound him. National press finally takes notice, gin up the outrage, people get angry, and they protest because that's what you do. Attention goes away from the classified document scandal for a while, giving Biden breathing room and time to target his messaging and response. I'm not so sure I agree with that, David. But it's an opinion, and that's how you feel, and that's okay. Uh, Roy, uh, heroin is itself the reason that I do not use heroin. I suspect heroin users have the same motivation. But I have friends that, if I were under effects of heroin, it should not put them legal... Okay. Um, All right. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free number 800-529-5572. Am I being too easy on law enforcement here? I don't think so, but you may you may want to chime in. Corey Bush, by the way, thinks that this was white supremacy. Huh? White supremacy? Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Police pull over more than 50,000 drivers a day in this country. More than 20 million motorists every year. Um, very few turn out the way this one did. And this is not an excuse. I'm telling you right now, I am not in the corner of those cops. They, they really screwed the pooch. Uh, and they deserve, you know, they deserve a, a fair trial. And if found guilty, they need to be held to the same level, if not higher, uh, than uh, anybody else on the street. Because we're expected to trust them. We're expected to believe that they are the good guys. And those five are not. One more admonition, and then I'm going to go grab some phone calls. If you have a bad encounter with a dentist, you don't say, we got to get rid of dentists. You don't defund dentistry. You don't say, all dentists are bad. You say, that dentist was bad. You have a bad encounter at McDonald's. You you don't say, well, all hamburger joints are bad or all McDonald's are bad. No, that counter person was bad. Let's not play the game with law enforcement where we try to make every cop in the world a bad guy because you got a couple of a-holes out there who overreacted and killed somebody. Hold them accountable, give them a trial, punish them as you see fit. But let's not be blaming everybody for this. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Henry, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good, Gary. Uh, I think that the protesters are just uh, uh, mainly just following the the mainstream media's uh, propaganda that that black men are being... Uh, harassed by pol- or being killed by police at out, you know, at, at huge numbers. Cause the way they, uh, I I don't even know of a case where they. Well, I I don't know of a case where black men have, or black cops have pulled over somebody and killed them. I don't. 
how how often does this go on? It turns out that when black law enforcement encounter uh, uh, have an encounter with a black citizen, they're more likely to be aggressive than white cops are. Yeah, but in the overall scheme of things, how just lump all police together. How often are people pulled over and killed by the police? Uh, the last time I looked, I'll have to double check, but I think they, they suggested that there is uh, an encounter, a fatal encounter about a thousand times a year. Uh, that may sound that like many. a lot, but you're looking at a country of 330 million uh, with okay. a million cops, and that doesn't mean those were bad shoots you know what though this this like uh uh the protesters it's just like it 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 harms the due process of the of the of the cops or of of the uh i mean they deserve a fair trial and due process and all that right that's exactly right and uh this kind of uh Goes in with the with the with the the cheerleading of the the uh, mainstream media and the uh, and the reaction of of the of the certain group of citizens or you know that that fall in thinking that you, you can ask a, a white liberal how often this happens and they'll they'll just they'll go all you know they'll freak well, out. Here's the bottom you know, line: if they're protesting, I want to see. It's almost like they want to see them lined up for a firing squad without a trial, because there's nothing else that can be done. Henry, i got to run. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Tony is on down in Springfield. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Hey. I guess I'm not a... I respect, I respect the police. I do not envy their job. But... Everybody's looking at this as bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. Nobody's saying, if they didn't have a job to do, we wouldn't have to have bad cops. Why don't we quit breaking laws? Look, if if, if everybody, yeah, that's like saying if if nobody ever lied, you wouldn't have to have a jury trial. Well, just like you said about the dentist, if you didn't have a toothache, you wouldn't have to have a bad dentist. So what's the point? What are, what are you saying? Quit breaking the laws. We wouldn't have to have bad cops. We yeah. wouldn't have to have cops. It would be nice, but... <laughs> we wouldn't have to have three million pages of laws that we all have to follow. Well, you know, there is part of a problem there. You probably break the law every day and don't even know it. I do. I had to break the law constantly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... I, I... But if I encounter an officer, I give him respect. Yep. Cause and I, I mean, it's just, it's just whether it's something on your taxes or it's something in wherever. What I mean, there is something you everybody. There is so many laws that there is somebody doing something all the time. Every. Oh yeah. The Pope probably breaks a law somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, Tony. But, thank you. But, I'm glad, but, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, uh, you're, everybody breaks a lot, and and thank God that uh, they can't monitor my driving 24 uh, seven. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be allowed to get near an ignition key. Come to think of it, Brian, I 
Can't remember what, the last time I had a car that used one. You know which one it was? <laughs> it was that Eldorado. Yeah, I was just going to say. That's, the, that's the, the only car I've had in probably 20 years that had an ignition key. Uh, everything now is electronic. You get in with a key fob and you just pop the button on the uh, dashboard and off you go. Police pull over more than 50,000 drivers on a typical day. More than 20 million motorists every year. Um, Stanford Open Policing Project, a unique partnership between Stanford Computational Journalism Lab and the Stanford Computational Policy Lab, uh, is looking into this. Starting in 2015, uh, they have been requesting the data from each state, uh, and, and this is 200 million records. All of those encounters, just a handful turn out like this. Something is going on. And when you see somebody say, uh, you know, studies indicate that blacks are, or Hispanics are, or whites are, Chinese, more likely, less likely, whatever it is, you got correlation, you don't have causation. There is more to police stops, I am sure, than the color of someone's skin. And I, I honestly believe that in many cases, police don't even know the race of the people they're pulling over until right at, right when they pull them over. Possibly they may in some cases, but I, I think in a lot, most cases not. Let me go to the phone. Cindy, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hi, Gary. Um, you had said something about why are these people protesting? And the other night on one of your co-hosts, um, on the evening shows, he had a guest that was now leading a nonprofit with fellow ex Antifa and BLM members who had quit. And this um, guest said that these um, Antifa people and protesters, they're not doing it for a cause, they're doing it to cause anarchy and trouble. And they're um, intentionally going into areas that they have nothing to do with just to cause trouble and to stir up trouble. And that's why his group quit. And they now have a nonprofit that they go and are teaching um, civic, um, city, state, and federal people and the public the truth about these groups, trying to help them deal with them. Well, it's about time that uh, some of them wake up. Uh, I know that many of these protesters come up from all over the country. They show up in Tennessee or in Georgia, uh, and they're the ones that are the most violent. They've got no business being there. Uh, this, yes. is, this is all about stirring up anarchy is right. Cindy, thank you for the call. Unfortunately, I am up against a break, and the clock won't stop. Thank you. Uh, callers, hang on the line. We'll get to you, Joyce, Chris, et cetera. Um, we've got a lot more ground that we need to cover today, uh, in, including a, a discussion had by uh, Chuck Todd uh, about uh, President Trump. We'll see if Chuck Todd has a point to be made. Uh, we'll do that sometime in the next half hour. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and it is the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Uh, somebody sent me a link. They said they Sean Hannity played the initial encounter, uh, but the link doesn't seem to be showing that. Uh, let me see if there's something wrong here. No, I, I've, I've yet to find it, and this link doesn't seem to provide it. Uh, is, has anybody seen that initial encounter where they pull him over? He's dry. You see, you'll see his car, uh, and, and the police pull up behind it, and he moves over, and then the cops get out of the car, and they come up to the driver's side. Anybody have that? Because I'm not seeing it in this Sean Hannity piece. And and if anybody has seen the Sean Hannity piece and that that bit of audio, tell me what you what you saw because nobody else has it, and I'm not seeing it. All right, let me go to the phones here and. Chat with Joyce. Joyce, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm a, it's cold, but it's nice. Anyway, um, what I'm calling about, one thing that no one has mentioned, but what's the, what's the one thing that would really bring out the ire in you, make you so mad that you couldn't stand it? Somebody messing around with your wife? Yeah, that would, that would do it. Five guys that have been together in some sort of a little club thing i don't know what what they were i don't know what they were supposed to be but they were it's been disbanded whatever they were in it's no longer they don't do it anymore but if one of those guys if he was messing around with one of their wives and those guys were real close friends and stuck together like glue i mean that if you watch that video that's rage that's just pure rage. Yeah, it is rage, but uh, there is no, uh, there is no excuse for bringing up. No. Uh, did they have an affair uh, with somebody's wife? Because we have absolutely no evidence of that. Nobody. No, no has... you don't know, and I'm not saying that that. I'm, no, and I'm not saying because I don't know. But just think about that, though. I mean, that, you don't have any other ideas of what might have caused it because there's no legitimate reason why they did what they did. But there is another reason. And maybe and, that's it, though. And well, here's, here's what could have happened. Police see this guy weaving around on the road. They, they stop him for reckless driving. Uh, they walk up. To, they approach the car. Uh, they tell him to bring down the window. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, maybe he flips them off. Maybe he yells and screams at them. Uh, maybe he uh, insults their mother. Maybe he tries to, you know, or threatens to drive away. And they get upset, and they've got to drag him out of the car. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Well, we don't know. He didn't cooperate with them either. That's another thing. I mean, well, he very... when, from the moment they pulled him out of the car, it was a losing. A, that's when the cops were just, uh, that's when they lost it. You couldn't have, a, you could not have done everything that was yelled at him to do. He didn't have a chance. No. They were totally out of control. But I want to know what precipitated it. I want to know what the conversation was that got them so irate they felt they had to drag him out of the car. And they're not showing it. Unless they were irate to begin with and they were sitting waiting for him. Yeah, but that's that's that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, well, that would imply then that uh, police... Lay in wait for someone to kill? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, all right. Joyce, I thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, 
any, anybody who has seen the video and heard the audio of the initial encounter, please, uh, did you find it? I did. I don't know if you've seen this part, but we can't play it on the air because it's got uh, the uh, language warning, and there's a lot of it. <laughs> well, you'll have to watch it during the break. And it, it starts where the uh, the police stop, and they drag him out of the car, and they have their guns drawn. So I don't know if you want to see before that, before the actual initial stop. Yeah, I want to see them pull him over and walk up to the window. Yeah, that is on there. All right, I'm st all right. I'm but seeing you it. Do not turn turn your volume up. No, no, I won't do that. I'm watching it right now. But zoom up to about uh, oh, 40, 50 seconds in is where the door opens. Okay, and did you hear the audio? Yes, I did. And what was the... Uh, what it was, was the a lot of F-bombs. From him or them? Uh, them. So he did Get out of it? the effing car, um, that kind of thing. So he didn't offer any resistance? Uh, as far as I could tell, I didn't have a chance to watch completely because I'm producing here. But I did the search and I came up with that. All right. I am watching the video of the police um, apparently uh, following him. At least that's what it appears to be. They appear to be picking up some speed there. They seem to be moving with some alacrity. I'm trying to look at the speedometer. I'm not getting a good view of it, but it looks like uh, they're moving at a pretty good clip. Uh, the lights just turned on, the red and blue. And the cops getting out of the car. No, this is not the initial encounter. Is it? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, there it, he is. He's, no, it, it, see what's missing? There's another cop that was already there. This This video, he's rolling up. The guy's already stopped. And oh. the cop, see, that's what I'm talking about. It looks like it's the first part of the video, but it's not. If you if you uh, go back uh, to one minute, if you go at one minute in, the cop's getting out of the car. There's already cops there. Huh? Uh, there's already a cop there. So something else happened. And he, he comes up with his gun drawn. The other cop gets to the door, tells him to get out of the car. They drag him out. What happened? Did they have to chase him? Did he, did he risk other people's lives? I, I want to know what happened there. And it may very well be, because I'm being perfectly honest here, it may very well be that, that uh, they were just crazy right from the get-go, and he did nothing wrong. And even if he did, it wouldn't be an excuse for this. All right, I'm, I'm going to go grab another phone call or two. We'll take a break, then you and I will chat during the break about what we're looking at here and see if we can conclude anything. Uh, Chris, good morning. How are you? Where's Paul Harvey when we need him? We need the rest of the story, don't we? Well, there's, there's something that's missing. Yeah, I, I agree. There's something awry here. And I, I don't know if you caught on from the very beginning. There's kind of a narrative here. Uh, with the city and everybody down there. Uh, you know, there should be dash cams in the cars. They, if there weren't body cams, they've got dash cams. Okay, that's what you use as evidence. Here's why we pulled somebody over. Here's what they were doing. Blah, blah, blah. And well, here's the thing, the Chris. Scene in front of the car. Okay? Chris, 
This the second cop that rolls up has I a know, dash he's, cam. He's well, but he's already stopped. That's my point. Yeah, and, and they got multiple cars there. You typically don't have the street crimes unit with multiple cars stopping somebody for speeding. You know, they, they don't deal with that. But here's my point. The city is saying right now, well, we don't even know why yet, why they stopped him. What's the first thing you do after an arrest, after you've deployed your taser and all these things? they got rules. you got to start writing reports. Okay, they didn't arrest him on the scene. You guys got to write an incident report. Here, what happened? Your sergeant shows up. What happened? Why would you tase the guy? What would he do? You know, we've got the ambulance there, all this stuff. It's probably all written down, but they don't seem to want to tell us. Well, you know what else, Chris? And maybe I'll uh, I'll see if we can get a police officer from uh, Columbia to come on. Um, it seems to me that when they start a chase, they pick up their radio and That's say, it. this is the, the car, this is the license plate. Correct. And in most places, if they during the chase, they read off everything the guy's doing. He just blew a stop sign. He just ran somebody off the road. He just hit a vehicle all the way. And that way they've got a record of it because you can't keep it all in your head. Yeah, it's it's all basic stuff. And I agree, there's something really awry here, and who knows, maybe it's a case of mistaken identity because this guy seemed to be a really clean-cut guy. Uh, I, I have a little problem, and I'll probably make some people mad here. But all week long, I heard this is the worst ever beating you've ever seen. And at a glance, it mostly just looks like a rough arrest that somebody's resisting. I see people doing things they shouldn't be doing. I see really disorganized cops. Uh, you know, the one guy keeps yelling, get down, get down, while he's on the ground. And I'm thinking, you're an idiot. It, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Raised in Arizona where they're yelling at the people in the bank to get down and freeze. And the one old man finally says, well, we can't freeze and get down. And if we get down, we won't be freezing. You know, it's, it's silly. I mean, it's almost to the point of, what the hell are you people doing? You know? Yeah, the, the cops are definitely wrong. But something set them off, and I want to know that, what it was. I am with you. There, there's got to be a trigger point in all this. But for some reason, we're not supposed to know what that is. That's how I feel. Yeah, imagine, though, if there is no reason. Well, that's even weirder. You know? Yeah, because I've never seen that happen. And I even thought, of, like I said, the, the mistaken identity. Typically, these street crime units are looking for car thieves, drug dealers, you know, people that are out breaking in, doing stuff. So maybe, you know, the car looked like somebody else's car, whatever. They thought he was whomever. But, yeah, the way he just goes up the car and just yanks the dude out without saying, would you step out of the car? You yeah. know, there's something right. really off. All right, Chris, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, 874-9390, the toll-free 800-529-5572. Brian and I will chat about this, but, and, and then we'll come back with a clear review after we've both gone over this a couple times. But I am curious about what happened that led up to this. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 1051. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Chuck Todd. Uh, and an encounter that he had, we'll talk about that. It was on uh, Meet the Press. Uh, then we have uh, a kid who played a great game of hide-and-seek. We'll, we'll share that with you. Uh, if you just turn the radio on, we're talking about this uh, this uh, police beating uh, and, and my curiosity about what, what preceded the encounter. Um, the video that I see is the second cop rolling up. Uh, the first cop's already there. He yanks the door open and tells the guy, get out. I'm not sure what happened before that. None of this, by the way, is an excuse. These cops were just out of line. They just were. Uh, I, uh, I'm certainly glad that uh, they're going to have their day in court. I think it, everybody is entitled to that. Uh, but there is just no excuse for what what they did to this guy. But still, something had to happen 
before that set them off. That's my point, and I want to know what that was. Because uh, generally speaking, in, in fact, I would argue 99-plus percent of the time, you just nice, do what you're told, you live to tell uh, the story. So this kid, Brian, is uh, playing hide-and-seek. And he did prevail. He won. Uh, he's 15 years old. Yeah, in the midst of the game, he accidentally locked himself inside a shipping container. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, his first name is Fahim. He was playing with friends in the port city, uh, in a port city, uh, when he uh, hid inside a container and fell asleep. The container was then loaded on a commercial ship headed to Malaysia, <laughs> where the boy was discovered uh, in uh, six days later. How he survived in there for six days, I don't know. Uh, believed to have uh, entered the container, fell asleep, and found himself there. Winner. That's all I can Wow. Winner. <laughs> I mean, nobody. Can you imagine what his parents were going through? Oh, that's unbelievable. Ever. Jeez. I mean, he's going to have nightmares for the rest of his life. <sighs> so will his parents, now that you think yeah. about it. Uh, what happens if the Supreme Court strikes down the student loan forgiveness? CNBC has three predictions. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Did, do you remember the story of this uh, pro life uh, pro life activist who had been uh, charged with um, interfering with somebody uh, going into a, a an abortion clinic? His name was Hook, H uh, O U C K charged with two counts of violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance uh, Act. Isn't that great? They call it FACE. How did they ever come up with these <laughs> acronyms? Uh, this uh, initial uh, encounter was October of 2021. And uh, they brought it to local law enforcement and they, they said, no, there's no there. There, there, there was no case. But, uh, but this... Uh, pro-abortion activist went to the federal government and uh, the, the administration went after this guy. Apparently, he and his son were offering up um, opportunities for pregnant women to go to a, a, a center that would help them uh, avoid having uh, an abortion. And this antagonist, who is an escort for women who want to come and get an abortion, apparently approached this guy's 12-year-old son and told him that his father was a bad guy. He said, your dad is a bad person. Um, and it, it, when he approached his son, that's when this pro-life activist uh, responded. And he, he gave the guy a shove and he fell. He was 72 years old. Uh, after Mark Jr. stepped down from the witness stand, his mother hugged him. Uh, Hook, the father of seven children, said that in addition to his work with this nonprofit, uh, he coached youth sports and fun. I mean, he was just an all-around good guy, protecting his son and helping to give pregnant women an opportunity uh, to save the life of their child instead of having it exterminated. And this guy got in, you know, got in his son's face, well, they took him to trial. Apparently, the jury is deadlocked. The jury is deadlocked. I hope that he gets off. 
I, 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 you know, based on everything that I've heard, it, it would strike me that he was just defending his 12-year-old boy. And at this Cretan who is, you know, promoting abortion, really kind of crossed the line. Hate to see a good guy get in trouble. I really do. Uh, we'll see. They're, the judge has told him to go back and, and have at it again. But right now, it appears that it's just deadlocked. Oh, Lord. All right. Um, we got a Florida teacher that has uh, resigned. Apparently, she and her inmate boyfriend have been having a, a explicit video chats. This is... I just... I can't... I can't. I can't imagine why you would do this. A Florida teacher resigned after the local sheriff's office discovered she had been engaging in explicit video chats with her prison inmate boyfriend during school hours. Donna Barber, 52, is informed that she would likely be terminated from her job in the Franklin County School District, but instead elected to step down this week. She was close to retirement after working as a teacher for nearly 30 years. Earlier this month, Franklin County Sheriff assigned a staffer to monitor the video chats of inmates at the local prison. The staffer found that Barber was disrobing during some of her calls with her inmate uh, boyfriend, Lawrence Ray, and engaged in, um, uh, well... Uh, rather intimate conversation. A review of their previous video uh, shows that they were having similar video conversations, all done from her school office during the workday. So this is a woman who is teaching children who at work, at school, is disrobing to entertain her boyfriend who's incarcerated. I don't know, Brian, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. No. It sounds See, perfectly normal to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if the student walks into her office, uh, I'm sure the students will be entertained by it, too. I can't imagine why there would be a problem with this. <laughs> Uh, jail is not a resort, Smith told the New York Post. People in jail need to abide by the rules. People in jail? How about people in school? You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 